On this episode, I do the last episode of the year. Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck, and this is episode 172 of the Ask Gary V Show. The last one of the year, as tomorrow I go away off the grid. Uh, not fully off the grid, off the grid starting really Monday um, for at least five days. Lizzie and I get to go away by ourselves. This is a big deal. Super pumped. And they'll be in Florida with the family. I will be mainly off the grid. Uh, so I'll make my Jets. Uh, football predictions for the last three weeks, right here, right now. The prediction is heartache. I feel I feel the Jets are going to end up really strong, but I'm very worried about the Steelers and the Chiefs running the table. And when you win double-digit games and you don't make the playoffs, that's heartache. I don't know if you guys know that, but that's heartache to me. That's the ultimate heartache. So, I want to take a moment before we go into the show. To thank all of you for this year. It's been a tremendous year. Um, we put out a lot of shows. As a matter of fact, we have a recap going up today. Ooh, oh, we have a recap. Year, yeah, we review. do. Oh, it's an edited recap? No, like the article. It's an article. That thing we yeah. did, yep. So we'll have that later. Look for that. Uh, and uh, we got a lot done. Got, wrote the book, got a new website, started the Daily V, grew the team. Grew Vayner. It was a great, great year. Most, most importantly, everybody was healthy and, uh, and for the most part happy. I'm always happy. Um, and, uh, and I just want to thank all of you for your attention, which I think is extremely valuable. Time is the asset. So for you to watch this show, listen to this show, uh, allocate your very valuable resource of time to care about what I have to say about things is uh, greatly appreciated. And so uh, I wish you a healthy, healthy, healthy new year and a great 2016 and we will be coming back with fire two to three daily V's a week in 2016. So that should be an interesting thing to see evolve. And uh, India, for the last time in 2015, are, do you get sentimental? Yeah. Should I'm we hold hands? Uh, it's not weird. We'll do it like bros. Like, yeah, see? It's not, it's not, I'm not doing like, you know, weird. Yeah, like, uh, like yeah, bros. Yeah, okay, oh, yeah, bros. bros yeah. Let's. Get into the, the show. show. See, that was good. That was the really second good. we broke up, that was probably that's our best one. We've actually like synced up like perfectly. Yeah, it's the first time. We, yeah. Oh. See the bro part. I'm telling you, this is Tim. This is why I do this a lot. Do you know? I don't know if you know. I do this a lot. Exchanging energy with amongst humans, I think, is a grossly underestimated thing. Right. Yeah. I actually wanted a hug. Oh, okay. Well, no problem, brother. Tim, you don't you don't know this, but I've never really said this, but your transformation physically was definitely a, <laughs> was definitely a chipping away point for me. Really? I'm very proud of you. Yeah, I was like, you look amazing, though. Thank Just you, saying. thank you. Well, tell tell the uh, Vayner Nation who you are and a little bit about yourself. Okay. Oh wow. Um, so I'm Tim Ramos. I worked. Oh, I started working at Vayner probably in June 2012 when I graduated from college and have been here since. I love it. <laughs> what else? What else do you love? Like work-wise? No, like walks on the beach, puppies, like the New York Jets. I love myself. Yes. That is. By the way, that is. You know what? That just recaps the show's entire existence. Good job, buddy. All right, let's get into this. Um, from the real Kim Barrett. The real. 
The real Kim Barrett. Okay, because there's a lot of Kim Barretts out there. All right. Kim asks, how do you deal with employees that slack off but are super talented? Keep or fire? Mm. Um, uh, I deal with them the same way I deal with any kind of employee. Uh, super hard worker, but maybe slightly under-talented. Uh, in, in between, on both fronts, every situation in life, let alone employees, only can be solved when you believe there's issues and you have the luxury and the responsibility. And let me say that one more time. When you have the luxury and the responsibility of being the judge and the jury, the pressure and the onus is on you. I truly, truly, truly believe that if there's an employee at VaynerMedia, and there are some, plenty, not not plenty, that's not fair. There are some that are highly talented and underperforming that it's my fault. We haven't created the infrastructure for for allowing them to shine. Um, Their their bosses are not clicking with them and so that's not motivating them. Uh, We haven't asked the right questions of the kind of interest they have. We, We serendipitously, you know, the serendipity of what accounts they've been on. Tim, how many different accounts have you been on in your career? Oh gosh, at least 12. And of those 12, I would assume that some are more exciting than others. Oh yeah, definitely. The end, I mean that's just real, right? There's so much serendipity, different bosses that you get, people move around, teammates, things of that nature and so, you know, I think the way I deal with it is communication. You know, I have a full slate today, it's the last kind of in the office day, I have a lot of meetings I'm trying to get in, 10, 5, 10, 10, 5, 10 minute meetings and a lot of the conversation will be around that and so I think it's communication. I think, you know, it's like, hey, Rick, uh, you know, I think you've got talent oozing out of your eyes. You're clearly not delivering on the hustle, which is an important variable here. What am I doing wrong? What is Vayner doing wrong? Instead of saying, Rick, you're lazy, you suck. You have to put the onus on you. When you're a leader, when you're a CEO, when you're the organization, it's on you. You're creating the rules of the game. If you don't like how it's played, change it. You like, whoa, you like that one. Yeah, Took that in. I did. All right. I'm always listening. I know. That made me think of Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Great. Lancelot asks If you had an opportunity to buy Instagram or Snapchat, which one would you choose and why? Mm, I sent you this one because this one was challenging to me. I mean, look, these are the two social networks, they are the two platforms. Uh, that live within a mobile device that people are giving their attention to. Actually, let's go around the room real quick. Tim, Instagram or Snapchat, what do you like better? You had to pick one, one has to go away. Probably Instagram because I want to see myself forever. Good, all right. Tim clearly establishing on the show, it's all about Tim. Uh, Britt? Instagram, hands down. Instagram. Mm. Yeah, so for me, I would probably buy Snapchat and here's why. Because of those answers, I truly believe that Instagram is the social network of the moment. When I buy things, I like to buy for 24, 36, 48 months out when I invest. The way I built VaynerMedia. We were selling social media in 2009 and 10. You remember this, like people don't want to buy this as much as they want to buy it now. I like projecting. Plus there's one other thing about Snapchat that makes me give this answer. Snapchat is a, I think that Instagram was a moving the ball forward in a Facebook, Twitter world. 
I think Snapchat is a complete different paradigm shift. It's a completely different way to communicate. It's got different functionality. 30 to 40 year olds that have never used it are completely confused by it. I'm fascinated by that. That also feels to me like there's a lot of upside. I think a lot of 30, 40, 50 year olds understand how to use Instagram. It's very native. It's basically like Facebook, boom, they're there, that's good. That's the vulnerability of Snapchat, but I also think that's the upside. If explained um, properly, which I think Twitter never really fully accomplished, I think Snapchat becomes a beast uh, for me, watching the behavior, Snapchat is chipping away on a daily basis and only because of the way I like to buy businesses, which is what do I think is the n- number one play 24, 36 months from now? It's Snapchat. That being said, I'm hedging against that. I'm not sold that Snapchat is the biggest social network 24, 36 months from now because I do believe the Facebook, Instagram, you know, WhatsApp, you know, Facebook Messenger monster is, is in its early stages. I'm as bullish on Facebook as I've ever been and so... That's my answer, Uh, that's my rationale. Amanda asks, do you use a meal prep service? What do you think the future of services like that is? I do not use a meal prep service, I use Mike, tells me what to eat. Um, But but I think those are are great, Uh, I think, Look, I think everybody will have everything they want within two to three hours and that will get chipped away over time. I do believe in 20 years, most people will be able to have what they want within a five to one hour, five minute to one hour window. I mean, the on-demand at scale uh, hyper growth is here and so I think farm to table capability, I think India will be able to eat radishes from the farm in upstate New York as quickly as somebody could literally be like, um, okay, I'm getting the radishes for India. Like I really think that infrastructure is gonna be here. I think, I don't think people really project technology well, meaning in 20 years from today, so many of your jobs will be obsolete. So much technology will eat up the jobs that so many people do at a minimum wage or a lower income that a lot of those same jobs, in the same way that a lot of Uber drivers today used to do something else that's been replaced by technology when they were making 48,000 a year, but now as an Uber driver, they're making 92,000 a year. So everyone's like, oh, this is so bad. We're gonna put you know, these developers out of business or, or film developers out of business or whatever it may be, yes, but then all sorts of things get created that are new. Too many people are just so half glass full. Like, too many people are so doomsday. Like, when India wants her goddamn radishes right now, farm to table, in the office, instead of going to Seamless and waiting 30 minutes for whatever she's getting, she'll literally, Hudson Farms are not that far from here, literally within an hour. She can have like plucked out and on her plate and she's gonna want that and she's gonna pay a premium for that. She'll pay $4 for those radishes instead of 87 cents because they're organic and biodynamic and smiling around whatever new term like hand to hand, like whatever it is, that's why. So the future of food services is gonna be good. (laughs) We're gonna eat healthier, we're gonna pay more for it. It's gonna come to us faster, we'll have more choices, it'll be more convenient, we'll get to spend more of our time on our lives with people and other things we care about, not the process of shopping for food or ordering food. Thank you. Matthew? There was a lot of stuff in that question. I'm curious how many people picked it up. It's a challenge. Interesting. Yeah. Daily challenge. It's not a daily challenge, India, but keep going. Matthew asks, do you think custom apps are now or are becoming more crucial to businesses? Custom apps? Custom apps, yeah. I'm not sure what that means, help me. I guess what he's meaning is like if a business wants to make an app like just for them, like maybe a restaurant. Like a VaynerMedia or, app, like yeah, a, got it. Okay, so the, understood. Business. And so what is the question? I think they're becoming more crucial and valuable to businesses. 
this is always a hardcore debate for me. Um, Look, the answer is if you're a business today going through the next half decade, 2016 through 2020, and you have the chops to build an incredible app that people will use, like, okay, yes. My, just, my belief is that that's far and few between for even the Fortune 500 companies, let alone Rick's Lobster Roll stand in St. Louis, Missouri, right? So I, I, you know, I, I think the answer is yes, but the commitment and dollar amount and energy that needs to be deployed to building a consumer app that actually brings value to individuals is very, very, very difficult. I mean, even things that are hardcore utilities like banking apps, like, are doing well, but you know, not as well as you really, if you really think about it. It's just hard. It's really, really hard. Um, so I would say, for the 97% that are watching here, I would not recommend building an app for your business um, because I just don't think you'll build the. You won't be able to have the right ratio of the cost of it. For yeah, it's just it'll just it'll be. It's kind of like you know what it's kind of like. It's kind of like web.com 1996. 95, 97, 98, I was there. A lot of people spent fifty, dollars $100,000 on building their website that their website didn't bring them any value because they didn't make a good enough website. There wasn't enough demand for their website. I can see, I, I, I know it's happening now and I can see it getting worse in the small, mid-sized business world of building apps. Ari asks, do you think it's necessary to learn the rules before you can break them? Uh... That's a really good question. Huh. Do I think, I think the answer is no. But I think you do need to pick up the rules as you go in the beginning to then break them. I think it's okay to break the rules with naivete. Uh, and I think, I'm thinking about VaynerMedia. I didn't know anything about the rules of agency world. And I was breaking them without knowing that I was breaking them. And then as I picked them up for the last four years, I continued to break the ones that I wanted to break. And I also learned quite a bit from the first 18 months when I didn't know. If I knew the rules when I first started VaynerMedia, I don't think we would have innovated just as much as we actually did. So in a weird way, I would actually say knowing the rules up front, same thing with the wine business and dot com. I'm actually gonna go with a different way. I often talk about naive eyes not knowing anything. I think the really great pattern is not knowing, but then I respect the game. I respect the advertising industry. I don't just say, oh, we do it better. I watch, I learn, I pay attention. And so it's fresh, naive eyes up front. Don't know the rules, break them because you don't even know you're breaking them. And then as you mature into year two, three, four, five, six into your journey, start picking up the rules and then continue to break the ones that you uh, think are worth breaking, especially because what you learned in the first 18 months of not knowing the rules will allow you to make really smart decisions of which rules to break over months 19 through 72. Mm. Yeah, some people are just smart. I happen to be one of them. I just had luck of the draw. I don't take too much credit. Just mom and dad had sex at the right moment, India. And that's what it was. It's really my favorite. You know why? Because it's true. <laughs> India, if your mom was like, not tonight, honey, you would not exist. It's true. That's wild ass shit. Yeah. Anyway. Crazy. We do not love our parents enough. I, I, like, I love my parents the most. Still not enough. Literally, life. Like, like literally, I'm a tree instead. Yeah. And I hate trees. Really? Mm. And mountains? I, I literally hate everything but humans. <laughs> Social media? 
Yeah. Is humans though in a way? Mm. <laughs> okay. What's the bonus question? Before I get myself in trouble, everyone's gonna be about pets. Yes, pets. I just like humans. Sorry. I mean, Jesus. The like. Have you had a pet? Yes. A German Shepherd named Tyson after Mike Tyson. I love them, but I love people more. I'm like, sorry. Yeah, it's cool. Tim asks, with all the money and time you spend on travel and face-to-face meetings, how much of that could be effectively accomplished with high-quality digital meetings? Um, some. I bet you 30% of the things I travel for would have been just fine on Skype. The problem is the other 70% is too valuable and I'm doing my best to navigate and make judgment calls but I'm a human and I'm flawed. So, that's the answer. Yeah, (laughs) came out weird. (laughs) Oh, you don't don't think I'd ever say that I'm flawed? No, no, you do say it's just like, this is the end of the year and the end of the episodes. It's an ironic way to end. I hope you have the best, best, best Christmas uh, for everybody who enjoyed Hanukkah like myself. I hope you enjoyed that. New Year's for, for everybody. And I can't wait to get going in 2016. Enjoy the downtime. Get your sleep. Get your family time. Put your hustle on if that's what you're into. I just hope the next 12, 13 days are just remarkable. It's a great, great time of year. I like that. I always feel like these are the two weeks where people can really do what they want regardless of what they want to do just because the world kind of accepts like, okay, we're all gonna do our thing. I like that, I like that a lot. Thank you for watching. Question of the day, what are you doing for New Year's? And actually, you know what, that's crap. That's out. Question of the day, I want your 2015 Ask Gary V Show recap. I need something to read while I'm on vacation. So that will really get in there. I need hardcore stuff, I'm telling you right now, like, it was good, I might block you with your IP address. You may never be able to watch this show. I, I don't need that, that's, that's a half-assed thing for a show that's been free for all year and all the work that India's put in. So, I need your recap, your 2015 recap of the Ask Gary V show. You keep asking questions, we'll keep answering them. <laughs>